Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And we are back. We are talking this week about The Mask of Zorro. Right? Yes? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot, like, what yes, a sorry, fun movie this was. Slow. Yeah, I yeah. think there's a lot of people using uh, Skype right now in the world, and so this it's it's a little <laughs> tricky right now because everybody it's everything that you use to communicate is like so bogged down because that's what, yeah. how everybody's communicating. Mm-hmm. It's true, and then you've also got to figure in everybody's using their internet, so bandwidths are down everywhere because everybody's just, streaming everything. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And speaking of streaming, Mask of Zorro is a great one to talk about. It is available on Netflix right now, I believe. Yes, so it is. If you have I Netflix, watched it last night. Yeah, which is great. And I love finding these movies that were so much fun to watch the first time around and then seeing them on Netflix right now. It's something fun that we can uh, go back and watch and, and remember and be nostalgic about. And this was one that I hadn't seen for a long time. And when it was on Netflix, I thought, well, I'll give it a try again. And I enjoyed it way more than I thought I did. I, I really forgot how much I enjoyed this movie. I watched it a couple days ago. I'm watching it again, actually, right now. Um, and my family came into the kitchen <laughs> while I was watching it again today. And they're like, didn't you already watch this? And I'm like, yeah. So then they got, you know, pulled into it. And they're like, oh, my gosh. Nice. And yeah, like, it's so much fun. It's such a fun movie. Yeah. It is I, good to I put it on. I put it on the other day. Um, my wife was working on some projects and it was at, at night and the kids were in bed and I was on bedtime duty, which is basically just like guarding the stairs so they don't come back downstairs after they've gone to bed. <laughs> and, and I was like, well, I'm waiting. I'll just turn this movie on. And, and it sucked me right in. It's a very enjoyable movie. It's a really, really fun time. I forgot. Like, I mean, I've always loved Anthony Hopkins. Now there's, um, the Mask of Zorro, which is the one that we're talking about um, today, mm-hmm. and um, it has Catherine Zeta-Jones, um, mm-hmm. Anthony, Hop- Anthony Hopkins, and of course Antonio Banderas. And I forgot you, like, you pronounced how his name incorrectly. Handsome, how handsome Anthony Hopkins is! Mm-hmm. Like, his name is like, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Antonio yeah, Banderas. Banderas. Is that better? There you go. Catherine Jones. But Anthony Hopkins, like, he, at the beginning of the movie, he plays the original Zorro, and he's got this swagger and this mm-hmm. just ambiance about him. And I was like, hey. And I, like, moved in closer <laughs> to the screen because I was like, I was like, Hey girl, like how you, <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? I, I felt can... like I was a little creepy for a minute, but I'm going with it. So. Yeah, just go with it. It's fine. Well, and even as even after he's older, he still seems to have a oh, lot yeah. of swagger in the film. Like he's just yeah, he's, he's great a- in this film. He's always been good looking, but I just forgot, like, because I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. Anthony Hopkins, Antonio Ben, Antonio Banderas next to each <laughs> yeah. other. And I was like, wow, Anthony Hopkins, like, he's holding his own against Antonio. Like, he's mm-hmm. just, yeah. it, I, gosh, I have to say from head to toe, I love the costuming in these movies. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. um, all of the background in these movies, all of the buildings that they use. I just forgot how really cool it was. It came out in 1998, which was a year after I graduated high school. And I remember that I was like, that I was in film school at that time. So I was a snob. And I don't think that I actually 
um, enjoyed this movie until years later because I was a stupid film snob at the time. Mm-hmm. Did you guys, yeah, we, you know, do you guys think that you enjoyed it more now? Coming out of film school. Yeah, there's a lot to enjoy on, on this one. I love the kind of swashbuckling aspect to mm-hmm. it that we don't get a lot. It's kind of as a throwback to the old Errol um, Flynn films. Yeah, total mm-hmm. Errol Flynn. I there was I love all the sword play um, mm-hmm. in this film, and I, it was just so much fun. But I have to say, it's so comedic at the same time. Like it's this. Yeah. <laughs> there is so much fun, like comedy in this film. Um, I remember there's a part where, um, and it's very athletic to this film. Um, Mm -hmm. Like all Mm -hmm. of the characters are very athletic on horses, doing sword fights, you know, people falling off freaking out of freaking windows. But one of my favorite parts is um, when Zorro meets up with like his nemesis, Antonio Banderas Zorro meets up with his nemesis and Mm -hmm. he gets him caught in the hallway and he tells two of his henchmen to drop their swords. And he's like, drop your swords. And then he says, now face the window. They both face the window. And then he's like, now touch your toes. And then the guy's like, touch your toes. And then he moves forward and kicks them out the window. Yes. It was (laughs) was a great moment. Well, and really, if you took that scene out of the film and just played it, it's like, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. Like, but then it just works in the context of the film. It, it works just fine, but it is, it is really fantastic. And the humor is really great. Um, I, I love this. This is a classic origin story, right? For mm-hmm. Antonio Banderas's Zorro. And if you're looking at, kind of the superhero movie archetype. This falls right in with an origin story. But I mm-hmm. love the origin of his character. Um, I love that there's a previous Zorro, and he's kind of uh, learning from him, and he mentors him a little bit. But also, he's a little bit rough around the edges when, when he mm-hmm. finds him, right? But he right. he cleans up, and, and uh, he's, not, he's always been a good good guy kind of i mean he's stealing horses and everything but there's kind of a reason for it and, you know he's, he's a like horse thief robin hood. but he's you know like, it's fine because he's, he's like, like robin hood he's like robin hood yeah yeah so um and Catherine zeta jones is good in this i mean i think this was really yeah. kind of her big breakout role wasn't it or was there I re- something bigger? i remember she had it was like this was her the height of her career it it she she had like movies coming out every single year and let me see really quick but i gotta say um she is stunning like from day one Mm -hmm. when she enters in to now like i follow her on instagram and i gotta say that she her acting is fantastic but like just as a person like i could just stare at her forever but she was also just really meant for this role i thought she was absolutely perfect and her opposite antonio banderas um so (laughs) so yeah this was this was her this was her first big film uh 1998 1999 uh traffic in 2000 chicago 2002 oceans 12 2004 the terminal 2004 i forgot she was in that Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah. she hasn't really done anything since 2013, which yeah. is a shame. She's a very talented actress. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so she, well, and we all know, you know, at the time, uh, Anthony Hopkins is, it was already an established actor at the time. So it was actually really interesting that he took on this role because he's, he's not really the main character. I think they kind of share 
um, the yeah. main character of this role. Mm-hmm. They, they do. And it's, I think it's interesting because I think he's kind of accepted that that's kind of who he is now. Like he's not necessarily going to be the lead in a lot of the movies that he's in anymore, but he's fine mm-hmm. taking on kind of a secondary role that, that gives him an opportunity to stand out. I mean, it's similar to him playing, Odin in the Thor movies. Right. I mean, that's such a weird role for him with the career that he's had, but I think he's okay with that. Like I, he's fine. Yeah. Because being that star on the side. Yeah. Back at, you know, the mask of Zorro, like before that he was in 1995, he was in Nixon, um, mm-hmm. you know, just after legend of the fall and then Amistad in 1997, then the mask of Zorro after Amistad, which was, you know, a critically right. acclaimed film. And then he did meet Joe black, which I really actually love that film. I know a lot of people don't, but I really do. And then he did instinct, which I thought was just a great role for him. He was, I feel mm-hmm. like around, around this time, he was really just kind of like, look, I've done all of these amazing movies and now I can just right. kind of have some fun, you know? And then of course, Hannibal, um, in 2001, which I mean, a number of years ago, he was, uh, he was on Westworld. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I love that show. I haven't watched the new season yet. I know it's already started, but I haven't. Season started three yet. is much better than season two. Yeah. Okay. Season All two right. was just kind of, but season three is pretty good. It looks like um, <laughs> Anthony has a couple more movies coming out. He has a couple things oh, in post production right now, so that's exciting. He was in the Two yeah. Popes, and he was amazing yes. mm-hmm. in the Two yeah, Popes. Yeah, he was incredible in the Two Popes, and I, I mean, and the acting in that between him and um, the other actor that's in it was it John Malkovich? No, no, no. no, no. Oh, that's You're the other me. one. I was no, just there. no that's it the other was. One I was thinking. Um, it's uh, sorry, they were both. Me. They were both was, um, um, nominated. I got it right. He was here. in Brazil. He was, he was Jonathan Price. Yes. Yeah, Jonathan Price. I knew it was Jonathan, Jonathan Price. But yeah, the, both of them in that film yeah, are fantastic. incredible. I mean, the fact that you can sit there and you watch that movie and you are sucked in and you're uh, enthralled by it and it's just basically two people talking back and forth is a testament mm-hmm. to their acting. So, But we're not talking about that movie. We're talking about so, Thor. I'm sorry. What I love about... <laughs> well, I mean, we can give people some... Maybe if somebody doesn't know who Anthony Hopkins is and maybe they need to know what they need to go watch. They need to they go need watch to know, that. Exactly. Um, I love, I love so much about Zorro because I'm a huge, um, Western movie fan. Mm -hmm. I love Western films. Um, my, you know, my dad's a huge fan. I grew up on him between him and my grandpa. And, um, I love that Zorro, I mean, it is the story that takes a part in the West, but he's not a cowboy, but he kind of, you know what I mean? So he's, he kind of fits, it's in the West. It's this very Western feel, but he is, like you said, like the superhero, um, mm-hmm. of, of this time period. And so I just, I love everything they did. And there's a scene, I'm actually watching it, um, right now where they're trying to get the gold, um, up out of the gold mine. And there's a scene in it that is very similar to a scene that I saw in the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie. So I feel mm. like this movie kind of, you know, it gave Inspired. some inspiration to some of mm-hmm. the movies that came after it. Yeah, I think that's a great point because as I was watching it, I was thinking this is very similar in tone and pace to a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, especially like uh, Curse of the Black Pearl, the first one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very similar to that. It has a very similar feel. 
Um, and really, you wonder if this wasn't a success, would that have opened the door for movies like Pirates to come after? Right. But, but I love the West that this takes place because this is California. Back yeah. when California was under Spanish rule and everything and, it, and Mexico and Spain and Mexico fighting over it and everything. And so I think California, their history at that time is very different than what we think of in the Wild West, like Texas mm-hmm. or, or even, you know, Arizona and uh, places like that. And so it's interesting to see that aspect of history. Not that I'm saying that you should go to this film for like a lot of historical accuracies, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's not. But but it does give you that feel and lets you know, because California has a very distinct yeah. history compared to a lot of the rest of uh, the West. And you get a feel well, for a love, lot of the flavor of that in this film, I think. Yeah. I love the scene when the new Dawn is coming mm-hmm. to California and he brings Catherine Zeta-Jones. He's the one that, so the, the movie takes place where at the beginning of the movie, Anthony Hopkins Zorro um, and his wife, um, their house gets stormed and um, a man kills his, well, she steps in front of Zorro um, and gets killed. And this Don, um, this man takes their baby as his own. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, so now when he comes back, it's been 20 years later and, um, and he brings Catherine Zeta Jones all grown up to California and he's telling her it's her first time there, but that's really where she's from. And I just love it. Cause all the Dons are lining up to meet him on the beach. And it's like, hi, I'm Don. Da, da, da. I'm Don. Da, da, da. I'm Don da, da, da. They're all Dons and they're all welcoming him. And then he starts talking to everyone that's there, all of the regular people. Um, and he basically mm-hmm. just throws them all under the bus. Yeah, you know? totally does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was so, like, yeah, the some falls, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they think they're welcoming him back, you know, because he was one of them previously, and they're welcoming mm-hmm. him back now that uh, the government has changed again in California. And he, yeah, he does totally throw them under the bus. <laughs> but then later he's got to... You know, I had to tell him that, guys. Don't worry about when they're having their big meeting when he's going to, like, show his plan. He's like, I had to tell him that. You know how it is. Just got to keep him, win him over. Don't worry about it. I didn't mean it. We're cool, right? It's fine. (laughs) Oh, man. And I just love, like, they show um, Anthony Hopkins is in, you know, he's in with the people there. And he sees his daughter. He's about to go kill um, Don Pedro. And then he sees his daughter come up and you know, something just comes over him. And I, if I was like, I don't know, I didn't understand why he didn't just tell her, you know, like who he was um, at first. Cause I was like, dang, like you're her dad, like tell her. But th- then as the movie goes on, you kind of figure it out, you know, and that kind of stuff. But um, I mean, that's, that's some willpower. Somebody takes your kid, you know, for 20 years, then they come back and you're just pretending that you're not their dad. I don't know if I could yeah. do that as a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and his whole story is kind of interesting anyway, because during that whole time, and he's just sitting in that, that prison. Um, and, uh, when, when this Don comes back and he says, you know, he goes to the prison, who's Zorro, which one of you is Zorro? And they all say, I'm Zorro, I'm Zorro, you know, and he ends up killing the wrong guy anyway, thinking that he's Zorro. Um, like what was he doing during that time? I guess his plan was just to hang out there until he died. And I don't know if that was the motivation that was like, okay, now, now I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to go uh, get my revenge now that he's back in California. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting turn of events for sure. 
Yeah, I think there's a couple of holes in the movie. I don't mm-hmm. like the acting. Obviously, is not like Academy Award winning acting, but it's so much fun. It's not. It's mm-hmm. a, an action adventure movie comedy. Um, but I have to say, the acting isn't horrible, and the writing is actually no. really good for the movie that it is. And I think that maybe, like at the time, people um, like you know, that were film snobs probably put this in the same category that film snobs would now about the Avengers. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. where they'll just, uh, they probably immediately dismissed it. And I don't think this movie gets like the credit that it deserves because the amount of sets that they built for this film, like I would, when I watched it again, I was like going through and saying, okay, this is another set. This is another set. And a lot of these places are outside that they had to build all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they're blowing it up and it's on fire. And you know, they're, <laughs> like sword right. fights and like I, it was just amazing production of this film. Yeah, I I agree. It was definitely one that the studio was all in on. Like they wanted this to be a success. They wanted mm-hmm. this to be a tentpole uh, franchise. I mean, we get the the sequel a few years later. Um, like I think that was the plan for this. And it, and at a time when there weren't a lot of those franchises out there, I mean, now it would be competing with the superhero franchises. And I think it would struggle because of that. But this Mm -hmm. was really before there was something like that in the nineties. There wasn't any big franchise like this. Right. Well, and it's interesting because this is one of my, these are, this is one of the few films that I actually like by Martin Campbell. Um, He did golden eye, which was okay. Uh, Vertical limit, which was awful. That's the mountain climbing (laughs) one. Um, mm-hmm. then he did Casino Royale, which was pretty good. Um, but he also did Green Lantern. So ah. okay. he's a, he's a hit or miss <laughs> director. He's 76. He's from yeah. New Zealand. I didn't realize he oh, was that old. Interesting. Yeah. Green Lantern was a, uh, a miss for sure, but this one is, is fun. I think he did mm-hmm. a good job and, um, I think you're right, Val, when you mentioned the, the writing, it was good. It was solid. The acting was solid. I mean, obviously, it's not going to win any awards, but like it was still really, really enjoyable. And I think right. the director must have come in with the mindset like, look, we're going to have fun with this. We're going to make this enjoyable yep. and watchable. And and sometimes you just need to do that with a movie. You don't have to worry about – I think there's so much concern about, well, this movie isn't very good because the acting isn't high caliber or the story isn't high caliber or what that's okay. Sometimes it's okay to just enjoy a fun movie mm-hmm, and understand yeah. it's not going to be perfect in every way. Um, and I think if you've got people that understand that, that are making the film, uh, it comes across and then people are able to enjoy it a lot more. I mean, this would be a popcorn flick, I think, but that's mm-hmm. fine. Well, and it came out in a big movie year. Like that was the year of Shakespeare in love, Rushmore, Fear and Loathing mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. I mean, these are some big, the Truman Show, the big Lebowski, mm-hmm. Saving mm-hmm. Private Ryan, like all of these movies, but I feel like it held its own. Like, obviously it's not going to beat those movies in an award show, but I'm pretty sure um, it made all of its money back, right? Yeah, it was I believe profitable. So. I, I think it yeah. was quite profitable at the box office, yeah. And it was a July release. It came out in July. So that was a big, mm-hmm. like, they really believed in this film that it was their big summer blockbuster. Yeah. It, and it, I think it delivered on that. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know, you know, you mentioned the films that were that came out that year. I don't know that there were any that were the same kind of movie. Like, if I'm going to go no. and like, I just want to watch a fun movie 
Saving Private Ryan is a great movie, but I don't know that I'd say it's like a fun movie that I'm going to sit down and watch. Or, you know, depending on what you're in the mood for, I think this that's why this held its own because there wasn't really anything that competed like yeah. this. Yeah, the yeah. budget well, was and- $95 million and it made 250.3 at the box office. So it did pretty yeah. well. The yeah. only thing I think from- is kind of funny for this movie is that uh, it had a lot of writers. <laughs> it did. And that was a worry for me because it had been so long since I saw it. And when the credits popped yeah. up at the beginning, I'm like, oh, but yeah, it worked. Yeah, it was a lot, it was a lot of writers, but yeah, they, they worked it out, man. Yeah, writing uh, by committee does not typically work, but in not this usually, case it was no. fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's interesting, too, that originally Sean Connery was going to be in this role, and then it turned mm-hmm. out to be Anthony Hopkins. But I'm I, really I think glad that, that it was Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, I don't know if Sean Connery would have worked there. Yeah, I like Sean Connery, but I do. I think he would have been too much of um, I don't, too Connery. much. He would have been. He just would have been too much, you know, yeah, for think- this for this character. I think he has a harder time just in the way he acts and the way he performs of kind of being in that secondary role, being mm-hmm. in that mentor role. He would want it to be about him. And I think Anthony Hopkins plays that much better, much easier. Well, and then, you know, two years later, um, he was in Entrapment with Catherine Zeta-Jones anyway. So, like, yeah, it would have been true. weird for him to do both. So he probably looked at the scripts and he, he definitely fit Entrapment way more than he mm-hmm. fit Zorro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, w- it probably would have been a very different movie with him. Yeah. <laughs> Swap those roles I mean, out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not that Sean Connery is a bad actor by any means. I think he no, could have done no, the no. role. It just would have been very different. Why does this California Mexican character have a Scottish accent? I don't understand. <laughs> well, it's fine because it's not like Anthony Hopkins pulled off a great Spanish accent. This was pretty, listen, this listen, was pretty English. You listen, mister. He's got don't you go talking about, don't you go talk about, about her young Anthony Hopkins. No. His, his, his California Spanish accent was as good as Kevin Costner's British accent in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, that's, that's all I'm going to say. The shade that's happening. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Just so you guys so know, do I. But yeah, no, I love but it. Kevin Costner. I feel like he showed up on set, and they were like, "Listen, um, just don't yeah. try the English no. thing." Like I think he tried it. They're like, "Yeah, just no. don't. Uh-uh. Just go with you." If you Stop. could not do that, that would be great. Listen, we've <laughs> less got is this more, scene. Kevin. Kevin, less we've is got more. this scene where we've got your butt. And everybody's going to see your butt. That's all we need from you, all right? The rest is all fine. I forgot about his butt. It just came back to me. Thank you so much. I needed that. Like, I just, I'm going to need a minute. I'm going to need a minute. It was the obligatory Kevin Costner butt suit. You know, I forgot just about that. Nice. I'm, I'm with you. Al. I forgot Thank about you. that. That was quite scandalous <laughs> at the time. Yeah, it was. It was, it was. Um... Anyway, I mean, <laughs> you're the one that brought that up a, the butt, man. I know, I know. That was a that was a big tangent there. But both of us had forgotten um, about the butt. You remembered. 
Now I need to go watch Problem and Prince of Thieves again. And yeah, we all, we yeah, we should later. add that to our list because there is like so much good and bad about that movie. <laughs> there, there really is. It is so true. Like um, everything oh, yeah. I do, I and do there's some it of the, for you. That was yeah, my singing for you, Tracy. Thank you, that Val. was nice. <laughs> a little Brian Adams. Because if you wanted a power love ballad in the mid nineties, Brian Adams was oh. your go to. Oh yeah. I gotta tell you, I'm gonna go off I'm gonna go off for a minute on a little tangent, but I feel like you, you just opened the door for me. So um I'm totally obsessed with with um the Tiger King right now and all of like the Netflix documentaries. But if you <laughs> I watched another um documentary the other day and um I can't remember what it's called right now, but I was I, I was done watching the Tiger King for like the fifth time. Um and there was a guy on there, it was about the police officers um in a precinct where they were all just totally bad and they had this drug dealer on there and he got this big Corvette and all he wanted to do was get a stereo that would blast Brian Adams. Like he's just <laughs> this guy from from New York and he's got the hat and he's like killed people, but he just it's like all I want to do is blast Brian Adams. Listen, that's sick. Tough doesn't mean he doesn't have a soft side a little Everything bit. Everything you know? I do. <laughs> Sorry, little tangent there. I'll find out what well, that, what that's that okay. is called. Anytime I, Summer of 69 comes on the radio, I am singing along full blast. I Yeah, I, I love Brian Adams. I, I think, though, really, though, if you want a super power ballad, love song, 90s, then you've got a power. You've got to combine the powers of three megastars like Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting, like we got in the Three Musketeers. I love all for love. love, and all for love. I, lo- I yes. So the documentary, <laughs> the documentary is called The Seven Five, and it's the Seven Five. It's great. Put it on your list, people. The Seven Five. It's on Netflix. Um, the seven it's five. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. All right. Perfect. Yeah. We need so, to do, it sounds like to me, we need to do an episode just all about like good, but just bad, like movie songs that were chosen for like these movies. Oh, I would love it. Yes. I would Maybe love we should it, do a I, poll a too, like there. on our Facebook page on what, you know, movie songs that we, cause like that song that you just mentioned, Jake is fantastic, but people are also like, Oh, I'm not going to tell anybody that I listen well, to Yeah. You're like, song. you don't want to admit that it's a great song. <laughs> Peter Cetera and the Karate Kid. Which one? <laughs> Peter Cetera and the Karate Kid. I think it's the Karate oh, Kid. Oh, yes. yes. I will fight and, for okay. your honor. Yes. Yes. So many. <laughs> I, this. this is there the this is, out there. We need to put together this list because people need this in their lives right now. Like they need the soundtrack mm-hmm. of all of these songs from the early and late nineties from these movies. This will bring us, this will give us what we need right now. Mm-hmm. I agree. This is very Put true. Together this playlist. And then, and, and, and then um, Tracy can just sing a little bit from all of them. <laughs> I love it. I think that works. I'm just wondering, <laughs> was there not, was there not a song for Mask of Zorro? There's got to be some kind of love. Because this is like the perfect type of movie I'm that sure would have one of these songs. Let me look I don't think it there up was. and see Mask of Zorro song. See, I'm not finding anything. Mm, there is a theme song. 
Um, but uh, yeah, James Horner did yeah. the music. Yeah, apparently, um, apparently, I want to spend song. my lifetime loving you. Yes, I just, see, I just James Horner and lyricist Will Jennings. Let's see. Oh, and and Tina Arena and Mark Anthony sing Tina it. Tina Arena. Tina yes. Arena. We need to. Yeah, this is awesome. We gotta. We gotta. Yeah. Because I'm thinking this the movie's little, got to have a song music like video. that. A little piece of There it. is a music video that was released directed by Nigel Dick. Okay. Wait, he's such I a don't know who that is, boy. but uh, features Tina Arena and Mark Anthony sung in front of a number of audiences with footage from the film. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to listen we'll to that. We'll post that video, post that video on the Facebook page. Perfect. Because <laughs> I figured that there had to be a song like that for this movie because right? this was just the perfect type of movie to have that in there. It had swords, it had action, it had romance. I mean, you know. It I is felt, a power love ballad song. I felt like so the cave that um, Anthony Hopkins teaches Antonio Banderas how to sword fight. <laughs> I feel like it was cave. a bat, the Batman esque Zorro cave. Like I Very really much. liked this, but I also because of the way he set it in, um, and like you had to be in the circle or outside the circle. I was like, this is also kind of matrixy. And then I was just kind of mm-hmm. like, this is like that. That made me feel things about other movies in that scene. It was so great, but I was like, also like, it's so clean and so amazing. And it's how old? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. like yeah. did he go? He's and- been down there for twenty years, and it's totally fine. Like, yeah. Yeah. no dust. It's totally fine. It's fine. Um, so it, it's interesting that you bring up that is like the Batcave because I think, and, and someone's going to correct me if, if I'm wrong, but I think that Zorro predates Batman as a character, not in the films, but as a character. Oh, as a character. And that he might. And I think there was some inspiration um, from Zorro in the Batman character. And so to, to have the Zorro cave end up being a lot like the Bat Cave, I think is is pretty cool. Let's see, Zorro was created in nineteen nineteen. Yeah. Oh, that's a good almost Yeah, 20, who came first is seven yeah. American years. pulp writer Johnson McCulley. Mm-hmm. So nineteen nineteen and Batman, I guarantee was later than that. Yeah, because Superman was thirty eight and Batman was a couple years after Superman. I think mm-hmm. he was forty so, so nineteen thirty nine. So Zorro predates him by twenty years. Yeah. So I think there was a lot of inspiration from Zorro in the Batman character because it's very similar, right? He's he's wealthy. He's in with the wealthy people, but he's got this right. secret identity where he's fighting against the corrupt people in his town and in his um, community. And so it's very similar to Batman in a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if the original Zorro had a Zorro cave though. I hope you in, <laughs> in the mask of Zorro, um, there's a moment where you have all of the soldiers, the English soldiers there, and then you have all of the Californians come in. Um, and can I say Mexicans? Are they? But they're Spanish, right? 
and they because there's there some were, Mexicans, there's there some Mexicans Spanish, there's Spaniards. some California. So they come in, and I was just waiting from for the guy from the Three Amigos to be like, "Would you say I had a plethora <laughs> of sweaters?" Because it was like the same lighting and like El all these Guapo. guys coming in. <laughs> I wanted El Guapo like just to come stick his head out and say, "Would you say I had a plethora?" Like, I was just waiting for. We it. need to do a Three Amigos episode. We yes. do need to do a Three Amigos episode. Yes. And our list of episodes that we need to do is getting longer, which is good. That's yes. good because we, we need to keep time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, We've got that's time. one of the most quotable movies for me. I love yeah. it. I love that movie so much. Look up here! Look up here! <laughs> I just do I that. Like, like randomly I'll be out with my daughter and I'm like, look up here! <laughs> Whooper wing! <laughs> See it, and when you, we're all allowed, you too. <laughs> we're losing it. <laughs> when, when we're all allowed to go out again, and you do that, people are gonna be like, "Yep, it's been a long time." Obviously, <laughs> she, she's lost her mind. <laughs> she's just forgotten how to be out and about. Yeah. But, um, Whatever. I don't. I don't mind it at all. You guys know me not well enough that you walk either behind me or in front of me, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Mallory. <laughs> She's on to us, Jake. I know. I, th- I thought she had she hadn't noticed, but apparently we're not as sneaky as we think we are. Damn um, She's always watching. Can I just okay, say so though? I loved Captain Love as a villain. Like the uh-huh. the Confederate captain. Mm-hmm. He was just everything that you picture for the like that Civil War tiny look. He has the perfectly cut blonde hair and trim beard. And the fact that his name was Captain Love just made it that much better because, like, that is such a great name for anybody. Well, and that's Matt Lesher, and I really liked him at the time as an actor, and I don't remember, like, seeing him in anything for a really long time. Like, And, and I'm going to his page. He was in um, Heart of the Beholder, which I don't know what that is. He was in Her... Um, mm-hmm. And teacher of the year, okay. so like a, a whole bunch of winners. Um, sorry, did I say that? Out I don't loud? Know. Sorry. Yeah, I, I didn't know if that was serious for a second. I laughed, and then nobody else laughed, and I thought, "Uh oh, maybe she was being serious." Um, because he's not a bad actor at all. I just wonder, like, you know, what happened, man? Yeah, it's a good question, and that seems to happen sometimes. You've got a solid good performer and they just don't seem to make it big or they get tied in with other movies that just aren't super great. I yeah. Know. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're working, it doesn't really matter. You're at least working. Right. So yeah, but he's not. Yeah, so exactly. hopefully, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not working in films. He might be doing something else, you know, saving people's lives or whatever, you know, he could yeah. be doing something. He's, like, he's like an <laughs> ER doctor right now. You know, no worries. It's fine. <laughs> He should make something of himself, though. So I got to say, because I know we're not talking about the second movie, um, the second, uh, the follow up to this one. um, But I didn't like The Legend of Zorro as much. That came out in 2005. And I just kind of thought it was like, meh. Yeah, it was funny when you mentioned that the other week when we were talking about it. I had totally forgotten there was a sequel. In fact, while I was watching Mask of Zorro, I was thinking, I'm really surprised they didn't make this into a, like a series of movies because this is pretty good. This is ripe for a sequel. And then you mentioned there was one, and I thought it must have been really not great. 
Yeah, I, I loved the first one enough that when the second one came out, I went and saw it in the theater, like opening weekend, I think. And I, I did like it because they did give um, Catherine Zeta Jones, they gave her a lot of story. And she yeah. did a lot of her own sword, sword fighting. And she was very, you know, a powerful character. But the story itself just was not great. You know what I mm. mean? It was just kind of like, okay. Yeah, they're yeah. yeah they're having marriage problems, and she wants to have her own, you know, kind of life, and you know, it just kind of is like if you were to take your favorite hero and go look at him at home while he's fighting with his wife, and now he's not as cool to you anymore. It's kind of like that. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Nobody wants to see Clark Kent and Lois having a fight. They want to see you know <laughs> Superman. <and laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's true. They, they they do it really well in the Incredibles, but we know the Incredibles as that first before they're superheroes. Right. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? But kind of doing it backwards. I just thought the story of the second one was kind of sloppy. So if you are deciding whether you want to watch that one, I mean, sure, if it's free somewhere, then watch it. But I wouldn't pay mm-hmm. anything for it. Not even three ninety nine. Yeah, that was kind of where I was on it. I looked at kind of the reviews and everything in preparation for this and debated whether or not to rent it or watch it. And I kind of just said, eh, it's not free. I guess we'll just not talk about it. Very. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't willing to risk it. Some movies I'm willing to be like, yeah, I'll buy that. Cause I've heard it's really good or I have confidence in the, the writer or the director. And I'm like, Oh, I'll watch that one. I'm sure. But that I just couldn't do it with, with the uh, legend of Zorro. Did any of you guys dress up as Zorro, like as a kid for Halloween? Because I did um, in high school. I like I was Indiana Jones one year, and I was Zorro the next year. There mm. you go. I I don't know that I ever did it for Halloween. I know I dressed up as Zorro because there was a, an old uh, Disney Just on TV a Tuesday? series. Yeah, well, I did as a kid a lot. Dress up as like whatever. <laughs> I've got a, I've got an old picture. If I can find it, I'll. Try to, I don't think I'll be able to find it, but if I could, it's great of me dressed as Clark Kent. Not as Superman, but as, as Clark Kent glasses, he hat, says, everything. Nice. Old photo, but it was really just last Thursday. So. Listen, <laughs> Which is fine. There's all, nothing wrong with that. We've all got to cope and get through this somehow, we right? Do, you know, we do. We <laughs> do. <laughs> but, but I do so remember what, dressing up as Zorro at one point, um, and uh, probably around the same time that I was dressing up as Wesley from Princess Bride. Anybody that had a black mask, I was all over it. I mean, so, you don't have to really change your costume. You just change your name. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It was an easy costume to switch back and forth. One had a hat, one didn't. That was basically it. <laughs> so <laughs> what, did you guys, what did you guys rate this film, The Mask of Zorro? What are you guys going to give it? Well, I, I think for me, because it is so fun to watch um, I would probably put it at a, a B or a B plus. I think um, it's not it's not like an A movie by any means, but it's still enjoyable and it's still fun. And if it's on, I'd probably stop and watch it. Yeah, I give it a solid yeah, B for sure. It a, it's so much B. fun. The action scenes. Um, sorry, it's hard to do it this way because there's like a little bit of <laughs> like I a, know there's a little lag, little lag. But um, yeah, I give it a solid B. It's so much fun. I. I love the story. I love the action. I love the sword fights. And I would actually, if somebody hadn't seen it and I found out they hadn't seen it, I'd be like, hey, let's totally watch this. You're going to enjoy it. Get out the popcorn. Um, Yeah, very enjoyable. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I I would definitely say that. Like, if you're listening to this episode and you're like, I haven't watched that in a long time or I've never seen that, 
like it's on Netflix right now. And really for a lot of people out there, what else are you doing with your time? I mean, you've seen Mm -hmm. Tiger King now. Everybody's watched it. Not everybody, but a lot of people have watched Tiger King. So there's a new episode on that came on yesterday of Tiger King um, on Easter Sunday night. There was a new episode on Netflix and there's going to be something on Fox tomorrow. Never before in seed footage. Yes. I'm obsessed. I'm totally obsessed. But Tracy, what did you think of the movie? Of Tiger King or of uh, Mask of No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did. Tiger King is done. We did that episode already. <laughs> but there's new stuff. Um, no there's so much more. Are teaming up to do that special. Um, I, I think this is a very uh, fun flick. It's very, like I said, very swashbuckling. Um, good action, good humor, uh, good popcorn flick. You know, just something to put on and, and enjoy. Something you don't have to pay super close attention to, to follow the plot. Um, enjoyable all around. Yeah, solid. I agree. And we're going to jump from this fun movie into Parasite next week, (laughs) which is a different kind of fun. The good news is (laughs) if you look at it, it's on Hulu. So you can stream Parasite now on Hulu. Um, and it is yep. classified on Hulu as a comedy. So it's fun. It's light and fun. It's a and- very dark comedy. <laughs> yeah. This will tell you how long we've been in quarantine. When this uh-huh. thing started to break out, that's when Parasite won the Academy Award at the 1st of March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems like eight years ago. Yeah, it does. It yeah. really does. <laughs> Well, well, March March was a really long decade this year. Oh my gosh, March was the longest year I've ever experienced. But I got to say with Parasite, um, not getting into too much before we go into next week, but if you want to get ready and if you haven't seen it and you want to watch it before you listen to us, um, like at least three times in this movie, because I watched it um, at home, um, I stood up and I was like, what? Are they really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it's crazy it's it, crazy man it definitely like before i watched it and I, you know people kind of said yeah you have to see parasite and then you'd ask them, well what's it really about and they're like you kind of just have to go see it yeah the less you know of, the better yeah and i agree mm-hmm. so if you haven't seen it and you're going to listen to our episode next week we would definitely recommend that you see it before you listen to the episode oh yeah 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 definitely. we're gonna spoil it because we always we're do. We're going to deep That's... dive into it and explaining what that movie is without, like, you can kind of explain it, but then once you see it and somebody, and then we explain it, it's, yeah, it's way better. So it's, it's craziness. Yeah. It, it totally is. Yeah, it was, so that'll be fun. And it wasn't my, it wasn't my favorite film of last year, but mm-hmm. it was probably the best film. Yeah. yeah. I, I would agree with that. Like you watch it, you're like, yeah, that was a really good film. I don't know that it's one that I'd go back. Like Tracy, I know you really yeah. enjoyed Jojo Rabbit. I enjoyed Jojo Rabbit quite a bit. Ford versus Ferrari was another one that I think we all enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Like those are movies that I would go back and watch again and again, but I don't right. know that Parasite would fall in that category for me. Like I've seen it and it's great, but it's, it's not one that I would have to watch over and over. I'm going to, I'm going to go back and watch it once again before we do the episode, just because like me when too. you watch it for the first time, you miss so many things because you're just trying mm-hmm. to follow the story and pay attention. And like, I know that there, when I go back and watch it again, it's going to, I'm going to be like, Oh, okay. You're going to see yeah. things. It's one of those movies. You're going to see stuff you didn't see before because there's so much story happening. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. 
All right. So that's what we're going to do next week. Uh, it sounds like our list of movies that we're doing after that is getting longer and longer. So that's good news for everybody. <laughs> We've got Robin Hood on there. Uh, three Amigos. I almost said Three Men and a Baby, which is totally different than Three Amigos. Um, <laughs> but but it should be a lot of fun. Um, all right. If you want to reach out to us, you can send us an email uh, at podcast at movies that make us dot com. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places uh, as movies that make us um, Twitter. We're at movies make us. But if you search for movies that make us, you'll still find us. Um, and you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I've got a little person in my room with me. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> little person. Like one of my children, not like a little, little person. <laughs> just to clarify. I thought maybe it was um, an Oompa Loompa. No, no. We, we can't afford those anymore with the economy the way it is. <laughs> you, had to, um, you had to furlough your Oompa Loompas. We, we had to furlough the Oompa Loompas. Um, wow. All right. Um, but thank you all for listening. And uh, we won't see you in the movies. But we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Everything I do. I do it for you. <laughs> this has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.